What is good? It's me, your friendly neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and I am here for a bonus episode of Bobo's Block. And I want to talk today about something that's a little bit important. Um, it's something that I actually wanted to do on the news segment or the around the net segment, but I felt like it needed its own bonus episode. <sighs> All right, just to kind of get it started, <laughs> this episode you're probably looking at it's called "Eating While Black." The Curious Case of Canceling Amber Lou. Yeah, we're going to be talking about the controversial statements made by um, Taiwanese-American pop singer Amber Lou. <laughs> A lot of you guys may or may not um, know who she is. I myself had to do a little bit of reading up um, before I kind of just tackle this issue, kind of get her background and where she's from and things of that nature. So I, wanna, I wanted to at least know what I was speaking about before I spoke on it. And that's a big, big key to what we're going to talk about today. Amber Lou um, was recently dragged on Twitter and on um, the internet for statements that she made during a, I would say it's a podcast, it was a panel really. Um, it was a YouTube video of her and about four, yeah, four other um, Asian Americans just kind of going over some um, some news stories and they were doing probably like some block shooting and stuff like that, just giving their opinions and things. Um, and they were tackling an issue, um, about the young man who was arrested in San, well, in the Bay area, I think it was San Francisco or, um, Oakland area, North of California. He was arrested for eating while on the platform. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the video. This is, um, the major link that everyone has been watching is from now this they put out a the cell phone footage of it and it was of the young man um being detained by police officers and he was told that he was being arrested because he was eating not much further information was given that he was um why he was being detained just that he was eating and eating is against the law so yeah, um, if you guys know about tensions between the African American community and the police um, over the last few years, it's been really difficult, and it's really been as if we can't do anything at all, and 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 live in this country, even though things are supposed to have been better, um, and we have problems still from people from unarmed civilians being shot from people accidentally dying in police custody people being shot in the back while either running away or being shot in the back while walking away wrongful arrest deaths within their own home on multiple occasions of one where an officer was off duty she went to someone's house and killed a man because she thought she was in her home and he was intruding so that means he needed to die um, and another where a young lady was at home playing video games with her nephew and she was shot by a police officer because someone called and wanted to see if everything was okay and the police thought the first thing to do was shoot whoever came up to the window but this young man was on the um, BART system on the BART platform waiting for a train to go to work. Him and a friend, or I assume a friend, um, sound like a young lady in the video. And she was recording the officer's 
I would say reaction to him not cooperating with eating while on the um on the platform. He he gripped his bag. Um the young man tried to um acquire his bag back. The officer said, No, you're being detained. Um long story short, it took they brought out four other officers, um, to oh, sorry, I'm playing Pokemon Go, so that's probably gonna pop up. <laughs> um, they brought out four of the officers to arrest this young man for eating while while being on the platform. There is a there is a California statute that is not posted on the BART system or anywhere around any platforms that after a certain point you're not allowed to eat or have beverages um, on the on the platform or the train. But there were multiple people around eating that day, and there were multiple people. Um, who have eaten in the past, and there are going to be multiple people who will continue to eat before they get on the train, or probably eat while on the train. But this this man um, was sent to single out this young African American male um, because he, report says that he passed them while while investigating another incident. Told him, "Hey, stop eating, or you can't be eating." And when he came back, the young man was still eating. And this is where Amber comes in. So they, the show that she was on, I want to get this proper. Um, this was, hmm. Sorry, I'm, getting, I'm pulling up the the actual, the video now, so I can kind of. Um, I think it's like Joe. Um, Jitsuwakawa. Yeah, Joe Jitsukawa's um, YouTube channel, and they do like a little roundtable discussion called Just Kidding News. Um, you can subscribe to them or stuff on. Um, you can subscribe to them and stuff on Instagram and everything, and yeah. So they were speaking on the on the um, on the panel, and the clip that everyone is really upset about is from where what amber said initially uh, well well her reaction to said incident so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can play it for you guys just deserved it dude i think he just fucking deserved it because dude he's just being super disrespectful it's like you don't have to act like that toward a police officer like a police officer is a police officer you just still show some type of respect know your rights but show some type of respect yeah but that's going to a yeah. touchy area because um I think culturally we don't understand what the black community goes through, so they uh, respond way different to officers than we do. They're tired of it. So yeah, that's what she said. She said that he deserved it. He was talking disrespectfully, and he should have been more uh, more nice to the officer because the police officer is going to police officer, and you're you aren't just not supposed to do anything about it. So, um, like I said, everyone was saying that there was a problem with how she reacted. But honestly, if you, this whole video um, is a 12-minute, 48-second um, video. And it is, oh, sorry, 12-minute, 39-second video. And it's uber problematic um, as a whole. I get what they were doing with Just Kidding News. And I get what, they, what the segment is about. But from jump, they treated this as a joke. And it's... To, I would say, a non-black person, it's hilarious. It's something that I would see. You, if this was happening 
to um, say, say like I said, um, if this was happening to someone that you didn't know, you'd be like, oh man, he got arrested for, he got arrested for eating what? Uh, so yeah, I get the the nature of the of the incident. It it can it could be seen as a humorous situation, but for someone who is like myself, an African American male. That can go left real quick, and it kind of almost did. Um, the The situation was very tense from watching back the video of the young man and the officer. The officer was really just kind of waiting for him to to give him any sort of reason to use excessive force. Um, the young man didn't do that; like he kind of like just held onto his back because that was his personal belongings. He hadn't done anything wrong and by his nature he did, by his knowledge he did not break the law and even with the the rule or regulation of not eating past a certain point on the um on the platform that is worthy of a citation at best and in the end just to kind of let you guys know that's all he received a citation but they took up multiple hours of his time arrested him put him in handcuffs and then after everything was said and done let him go but honestly it literally shouldn't have come down to that it should have been like hey you can't eat here oh well okay comes back do still eating hey ask you not to eat then boom give him a citation right then and there that would have been it and then take the altercation or the 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 perception that he was undermining his authority and that's the biggest thing that comes to to um police officers and interactions with african americans they always feel like we're undermining their authority but we're going to get into that in a second i want to go back to what she said that he was being disrespectful and that he should have just let the officer do his job it's respectability politics such as that that do get us killed like I'm just gonna play point blank say it, respectability politics and that nature get black people killed. We always assume that we're doing what they're saying. We always assume that we're cooperating and not resisting. But they will either have a reason or have a a a um a pre a prejudice um prejudice thought against what we're doing and perceive it in a in a a light as if we're being being tried when we're not even <laughs> booked yet um when it when it when it comes to me when i was growing up it always was felt as if we were guilty before even proven that we had done anything like um i have an old story that when i was a child uh, um me and my friend we went to the corner store we were in elementary school elementary and um from there we got we got mystics if you guys ever had a mystic they come in these glass bottles and we we were kids so we always like to um like to pretend or whatever that we're like oh we're, we're um <laughs> all right it's gonna sound horrible but i always wanted to pretend that we were grown-ups or whatever so cool because like that's what kids do kids pretend that they're grown-ups and we would joke around like oh this mystic is it's wine or whatever but again we were children and all all it takes for you to say, hey, what are you doing here, kid? Or, hey, kid, don't do that or whatever. That doesn't look right or whatever. As an adult. But then a police officer rolls up on us. 
<laughs> and he goes, hey, come here. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And we freak out. We drop our drinks and like we we're like scared shitless and we want to run, but we know if we run, it would make things a lot worse. And they were like, "Why are you guys so scared?" And I'm like, "You're going to arrest us," because we knew immediately like that we just thought we were in trouble. Like that's the mentality or the or the mindset that we have as children when dealing with the police. And I've seen what police, modern police, do to kids nowadays. Like these are children that they take into these headlocks and these takedown maneuvers and like I, I don't ever I don't ever want to put anybody in a dangerous situation but they I don't see where the danger is at times with some of these children that they take down and, and some of these children that they they put in these like kind of almost like judo holds and it's like so brutal like at the end of the day this is still a 13 year old still a 13 year old I don't care how big he may look to you or how much of an adult you may perceive him in your eyes. He's still a 13-year-old. He's still a he's still a child. And that's what really shakes me at times. And, and when it comes to the interaction with adults, like I know they're not going to be hesitant to use force. And that's what that officer I could I literally felt it. I felt like he was just looking for a reason to use force like he was waiting for him to yank a little bit hard on that bag or 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 get a little bit more frustrated than he was because again he was prodding and poking and that's just my opinion i won't say like that's what he was actually um his intent or whatever that's my opinion like but i've been in those situations where someone's trying to poke and prod at you and get that reaction out of you so they can justify what they're about to do so when it comes to saying that he should have just respected the actual officer, um, it's hard for me to really agree with something like that because it's honestly like he was doing his best as just being a regular citizen, just minding his business. And then again, he was being he was targeted and he was singled out. And even they pulled that whole um, he fit a description type deal afterwards when they were trying to justify or explain this away but again the the incident that they were handling previously was involving a woman so they couldn't even say he fit the description for the incident that the officer was up there for again this was he saw a black man doing something he felt that he could he could put his put his authority to use and and basically flex his power on him and when he did not bend to his like to his authority that was where he oh well it's time for time for the show time to go down and i don't think a lot of i don't think a lot of people really understand how many times or how frequent african americans deal with that type of situation like it's hard for us to kind of like put it into just like plain simple words but it's a lot like even if it's um, just subtle things, like I was driving home um, the other night and I literally turned out of CVS because I had to pick up something really quickly. And then an officer was behind me for like a good mile, two miles and a half. And honestly, like I know they're running my tag, but that doesn't take that long. It's a feeling of heightened anxiety. It's a a fear of okay if i get pulled over here 
what's going to happen next. Because I know I haven't done anything. I haven't, I haven't run any red lights. Had any done any rolling stops. I hadn't. I was doing the speed limit. I had my seatbelt on. But there's still that fear, that innate feeling of imminent danger when it comes to dealing with the, with the police for an African American male. And um, Joe, um, he actually addressed it afterwards. He said, it's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject in that the African-American community deals with the police differently and that we don't know what they actually go through. Um, And there was actually a little bit more to that. Um, Let me see. I want to go through. I want to go through this because uh, they said something in there. That really bugged me. It really got to me. And I want to I wanna talk about it. So, yeah. I'm so glad the police are cleaning up the streets. Putting all these bad guys away. Hold on. Let me see. Those sandwich eaters are the worst problem in San Francisco. Yeah, it's a place. super disrespectful. Which guy? All right, so this is it. Sandwich man? Like, yeah, I get, like, it's not serious. But it's like, yeah. you're being, like, you could have been like, worse. officer, like, what did I do? Like, because there's a he was, like, provoking. police brutality thing that are going on. It's like you, you pull over a guy because of their skin color. But then they're just, like, legit, like, I want to know why I'm pulled over. Please uh, let me know, sir. And then, like, the cop will go crazy. But this cop was just like, bro, like, you're... Not supposed to. What are you not supposed to be eating? Is that what it was? So, Is that really a law? You can't eat at the at the platform. Okay, so uh, a manager for the bar said that you, once you pass the gate, like in a, into a paid area, whether it's on the platform or on I the train, skip ahead because you're not allowed to eat. So then this guy was saying, like, I eat on the skip platform ahead, all the time bit. every morning, and there's other people that are eating there too, and there's even a shop. Uh, under the platform that sells food. So they were saying, like, why do they sell food if we are not even allowed to eat? Oh. Yeah. So then a lot of people... After it is started, pretty fucking extreme, though, for a sandwich. Yeah, well, it was four cops. Oh. But it was a salt sandwich, so I think they were like... It's a salt sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Automatic salt sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta ban those sandwiches. He deserved it, dude. I think he just fucking deserved it. Because, dude, he's just being super disrespectful. It's like... You don't have to act like that toward a police officer. Like, a police officer is a police officer. You just still show some type of respect. Know your rights, but show some type of respect. Yeah, but that's going to a touchy area because um, I think culturally we don't understand what the black community goes through. So they uh, respond way different to officers than we do. They're tired of it. Yeah. Well, what ethnicity was this guy not to? I think he's black. I thought he was Latino. Yeah, he looked. Latino. I thought he was Istanbulian. Well, I know, I know, just growing up. As, oh, they say they they describe him as a black man. Yeah, but I I, I do know like just growing up in a more um, rougher part of town that the whole community there has a different relationship with the police. Yeah, they don't trust the institution. Uh, yeah, and and only because there's so much corruption in the past where their their grandparents and their parents and everyone else. They get snatched up, snatched up by the cops. Drugs planted on them. So sometimes they resist even going to jail because then things get worse for them. So they try to cause a scene so they don't get taken oh, away. Because yeah. what ends up happening is they'll get taken away yeah. and then ten things be uh, are are put on them. Yeah. And then um, when they get out, it's like now they have to deal with court and trial and all that stuff, even if they were completely innocent. And even if times have changed now, I think that 
that's kind of the stuff that happened that they tell like within their families like like yeah this is what happened to uncle or whatever so like if the fucking cops come you know don't fucking go to jail don't fucking whatever you do don't get arrested because then they're gonna put all these false charges on you and then whatever i wonder what the conversation before like how it started because all right so i want to address um the last little part because i said um this whole thing was a clusterfuck. Sorry, I'm trying to adjust the mic back so <laughs> so you guys can hear me. So yeah, this whole thing was a clusterfuck. Um, again, let's address what they what Amber said because she's the main one here that we were speaking on. Amber was saying that he was disrespectful and that oh he shouldn't talk like that and things of that nature. We've we've kind of said like I said again, it's respectability po- um, politics and that's. Something that actually gets us killed. Um, the thing that disturbed me more, Joe, he made a good point. He made a good point that said we handle, um, well, we deal with the police differently. And a lot of other people um, <laughs> that he grew up around in the rough side of of the neighborhood, as he said, or, or paraphrasing for you, um, we make a scene so that we don't get arrested. We we make a scene so that we don't get arrested, because if we get arrested, things will happen afterwards. <sighs> so, when it comes to things of like making a scene, um, we're not the only ones who just have a problem with the police, um trying to arrest us it's literally everybody else especially when you know you have not done anything to provoke or you have not committed any crime we as as people not not let alone just black people just people aren't trying to make a scene quote unquote we're trying to understand what's going on we're just tired of the the constant harassment of the of the the flanking and the frisking and the stopping and the prejudice like the prejudice um sorry and the prejudice profiling and it's just hurt it's just a hurt that not only one but all people of that race feel and yeah, there's some people who, are, who will say, oh, well, I've never had any run-ins with the police. You'll always be able to find someone like that, uh, especially a, a black person like that or whatever, who will say that they've only had kind interactions with the police. But there's a majority of our race and of our people who haven't. There, there's a, a wide, wide number of us who have not made it home after dealing with the police who they were being very respectful to who they were following all their rules and things and what he said after that was that that's what we go back and tell our families that oh if the police come around do whatever you got to do not to get arrested that could be further from the truth like there's been many of nights where my mother is like hey um don't go out don't go out tonight or hey if anything were to happen or if the police stop you do exactly what they say. Do don't do anything to provoke them. Don't do anything. Just sit there. Don't even speak if you don't have to. Give them only the information they need to know. Like the, we have what's called the talk with our children, or the talk with our family members about, are the younger ones at least about how 
to handle situations when you are inevitably pulled over or profiled or put as pulled to the side by authorities or by the police. We as black people are so on alert about it that it's kind of ingrained into our psyche. We're so on display for everybody that if you see a black person with the police officer, you are automatically assuming, like, oh, something's about to go down. Or, oh, wow, like, I, I've, I always always get frustrated when I do see um, police pull someone over, especially here in my city. Um, it, it's always eight cars for a tiny Honda Civic or, or Toyota Corolla. And I'd be like, that man must be like a major drug lord in incognito because it shouldn't take that many officers to to search a car, to to find out that oh he has a little bit of a half of a half of a milligram of weed on him so we have to take him to jail i i feel like there's an issue when it comes to things like this like i i don't say that people shouldn't speak on situations or anything like that but when it comes to a room full of non-black people because <laughs> that's what this was, was a room full of non-black people this is a room full of people of color these are all people of color. These are all people of Asian descent, but um, this there was not a black black person in 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 the crowd or in the in the round table, and it's hard for them to comprehend what we go through when you don't have that person or that some that someone who's been through the experience to kind of um understand like, hey, this is kind of what we actually kind of go through stuff like that and i'm not saying like you have to always have a black person in the room but be mindful about how you speak on things um because i get i get it everyone's gonna have their oh well i think this happens or whatever because i've i've literally had people um our friends tell me that they've gone places other black people like they've gone places and people would make up the wildest myths about black people they, someone told um a friend of mine that she only reason why she's there where she is is because the government pays for every black person's college education and the government pays for all of our bills. If they had the money, they would be the same place that she was. And she sat there and laughed because it, if the government paid for our education, oh, Lord, that would be amazing. I really need to. But I'm not going to. This is a bonus episode. You guys are all fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's. But yeah, it's so crazy about the things or the way that people think that they perceive um, what happens or what goes on in African American culture, and it's so how they actually perceive us when we really think about it. Like because we really don't get to have a say in what you guys say to each other. That we say to each other behind closed doors. That's what closed doors do. They keep us separated. And they um. And I understand like I said. You may have. Access or friends who are African American. But. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say 9 out of 10. You guys don't talk about stuff like this. You don't talk about like hey. What do you do when you um are encountering the police? Like I had um I have a friend um is a friend of mine, an old roommate. His name is, well I won't say his name just for anonymity, but him and I um good friends. He's Filipino American. I am African American, 
and we t- we talk about things like that. We talk about police brutality. We talked about um, discrimination, especially when it came down to um, he's a big sports fan, and he came down to the Colin Kaepernick issue. Like he was very he was a very supportive ally of things like that, and like he understood that there are different types of um, ways that people are treated, and there are different ways that the police treat people. And he knows that he won't get treated. I won't get treated the same as he would if we were both to get stopped. So yeah, it's it goes down to a lot of things, and I honestly, honestly, it's a lot to address here. Um, so we're gonna move to the next part of this: the the cancellation, the backlash. Um, once <laughs> once Twitter got wind of this, it did not go well. Um, I will say that. Um, from the post that I saw yesterday, this was from Shy Guy Nanjuni. Um, f- this would <laughs> I'm gonna 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 center this a little bit. It says, "Hi, Amber Lou, shut the f up and listen to the guy when he says you shouldn't speak about a topic you clearly have no knowledge about." Imagine. How ignorant you have to be to believe that a man deserved to be harassed for simply eating on a subway subway platform. And because you've never experienced anything to that degree, you just believe he is the problem? This is so sickening. Someone um, else, um, Black Cherry Nerd, Cherry underscore LA. But she has opinions on how to be black in dealing with the police. Also, racism in the USA had a black president had had a black president. So racism's over. Didn't you know that? Because Amber has been keeping all this to herself and had to share it with her people. Goff. Sarcasm. <laughs> and she also made a good point about the young lady next to Amber. I don't know if you guys you guys can't see it, you only heard it. She was very like she co signed everything. Um, then Amber said she nodded along and she was like, yeah, you should, yeah, he was really disrespectful and just kind of like on the same side as her. And it was a little bit off-putting for me as well. Um, other people would say, other people were saying on here, um, as Noodle Cthulhu, um, said without expletives, which I understand everyone's rightfully frustrated. I really think we should educate her properly. It's pretty clear she doesn't understand the reasons behind why black people react the way they do towards the system that continues to oppress them. Um, <laughs> someone else, and that's the biggest argument that people are saying. Um, Amber didn't live here for a while. Um, Amber was born in Southern California, um, around the Los Angeles area. It was her, her mom, dad, and her sister. But um, I want to say around two, about ten years ago, yeah, about a decade ago, around the the turn of the the decade, um, she was shipped off, or not shipped off, but she was sent to Seoul in North Korea, um, to be a part of a talent agency. Um, she was scouted and recruited for music, for music, um, performance. She was put into the system, like any. Artist or talent from Korea or K-pop is put into. They do their training and they're like, when it comes to being a K-pop artist, it's a lot more in depth and harder than people really actually think. Like, 
it's literally like going into the military. I just the only thing I can really, it's the only thing I can really compare it to. It's like going into the military. They have their schedule. They have what they can and can't do, where they can and can't go. They have their um, regiments that they're in. Like they're with a certain group of people at all times, and it's just literally crazy how um, much how dedicated. Like it takes a lot more dedication than people realize to be a part of K-pop. Um, Amber made her debut with the girl group um, FX, and she was one of the members, and then she um, kind of grown up a little bit, and then she's coming back now to the States to try and see if she can get a pop career started over here, and she has a great K-pop sound, and as I said, she still um, appeals to a lot of the K-poppers that well kind of loved her in fx and she brings more of a upbeat kind of almost r&b and hip-hop um feel to her music as well uh let's do a couple of songs like i said she's very talented she's she's like i said again takes that dedication to be a part of that that industry in korea and like she has it and she puts everything on point it's perfection um but again Everyone is saying that because she had those 10 plus years away from America, she doesn't understand this. Like, she was accustomed to Korean culture and she's accustomed to Asian culture and you're supposed to respect authority. But honestly, I kind of feel that I have to call bullshit on that too because a little bit later on in the same video, Amber is recalling an incident at a nightclub where she was. In kind of the same predicament as the young man with the actual um, arresting. But it was a little bit different. Um, but the same. So Amber states that she was at a nightclub in New York and it was cold. So she had a beanie on. And with her beanie, um, she went into the club and the bouncer said, Hey, you can't wear that in here. Take that off. He walks away. Amber's like, hey, I'm not taking this off. So then Amber, from there get spotted with the beanie again. And he's like, yo, I need you to take that off. I told you this before already. And Amber takes it off for a little bit. But as he walks away, she puts it back on. Because, lol. And the third time that the the bouncer sees her, the bouncer grabs her by the head and snatches the beanie off. She's like, whoa. Oh my god. What is happening? Again, she was being targeted because of her... That was because of something that was um, a stated rule. I'm sorry, a stated rule, but not written out. Um, And she was also basically assaulted behind it. And with this, she literally kind of went through the same situation the young man did. The, the, The bouncer couldn't arrest her, but the grabbing of the head was a very jarring situation. It was very like, oh my God, what's happening? That is the same fear and the same anxiety that that young man felt when he was being arrested because he ate a sandwich before he tried to go on the train to get to work so now he's late for work he's probably um out of a sandwich and he's been arrested all over a citation which literally should have just been a piece of paper and that's it but i say that to, to say she understands these type of things she understands that hey there are oppressive and discriminatory people in this country and that people will single you out because of your 
um, gender, your race, your your ethnicity, like your um, your sexuality. Because I, I also say sexuality because Amber is an androgynous Asian American Asian American woman. Um, Amber looks to be gender fluid. She's very very like I wouldn't even say masculine presenting presenting she's very neutrally presenting like you can see that she has like feminine features but she also has just a a masculine energy about her as well um she has a short pixie type cut and like it's it's nothing that i wouldn't say that's like jarringly crazy but you can see someone picking her out of a crowd because hey she's not like the normal she's not like all the other girls or someone could probably in america at least stop her for trying to go into the bathroom because hey what you doing dude like there are things that people can experience that will have them have that aha moment i don't think amber has experienced those yet and i'm kind of i am appreciative that she has them because like those things are very traumatizing and they stick with you but it I hate to say it takes a realization like that to understand what we as a culture or as a race and African-Americans have been dealing with for 400 plus years. Um, what else does I have to, ah, so yeah. Um, so this next thing, (laughs) um, Joe, as I told you, the young man who was holding the podcast and he also, um, he also kind of had the good points about, hey, we don't understand the the way that African Americans or black people react to the police. He loses all all points that he had or whatever credibility he has because afterwards, or he once he saw everything was going south for Amber, he jumped on Twitter and said this: "You guys need to lay off Amber." The beauty about JK News is the discussion. When you SJ fuckface, SJW fuckfaces expect everyone to already know and circle jerk discussions, there's no chance to actually teach shit. Amber lived half of her life overseas. How the hell she's going to know? These niche American cultural woes, you are a bunch of dumb fucks expecting the whole goddamn world to understand our matters. My explanation is a good example of how to have a discussion when someone might not know something. Unlike you dick faces who immediately cancel and burn. You need to change the way you approach someone who had an honest opinion about a situation. Everyone's supposed to know everything before they speak. Stop thanking me for schooling Amber, that's what a fucking discussion is, you morons. So, I never, really, I, I wouldn't say he schooled her, but he did make a valid point of that. We don't understand how the black people, um, black people actually react because it's not our culture. That was a valid point. But again, from what he said here, I get he wants to take up for Amber, but the way that he is coming about it, the way he is approaching the situation burns everything he said on the on the show he really doesn't like i i I get that you and her are are friends and sometimes the best thing to do is say nothing as the meme states you should have just sat there and ate your food nobody was dragging amber because she was racist i don't believe inherently that she's racist i do believe that she's very ignorant on a lot of on a lot of things but there's a wonderful tool called google 
there's a wonderful thing called the internet, YouTube, and there's access to it here in America and in Korea. In the place where she was in Korea, there's access to it. Um, I'm kind of tired of the excuse of, well, they just don't know. They just don't know. We live in the information. T- we live live in an information era of time, and like honestly, everything is literally at your fingertips. I'm not expecting Amber to be like, "Oh wait, hold on, let me type this up before I say so." What is what is oppression? What is? T-? But no, I want I want to at least say that hey. I get that I feel that he was disrespectful. In her, this is in her mind. He, I feel like he was disrespectful. But hey, let me think about what all black people have been going through. Or let me think about what's been going on as, as of recently. Just in re- recently. Because she did ask a good question. What was the conversation before um, happened? Before all of this happened? Or how did this start? But again, we answer how it started. This was, again, still a prejudice issue. He saw him eating and was like hey stop eating he came back he didn't see saw he didn't respect his authority and then he tried to de- well he detained him um for arrest and then he tried to cover it up by saying he fit a description of the person he was looking for even though that person was a woman and then he was like well oh well we're just gonna give him the citation even though you've wasted all of this time and he's probably missed this train he's probably Again, late for work, and he's not probably not even going to go to work at this point. I would just go home. I would be exhausted. It's very draining and emotionally draining when you're dealing with authority figures like that, especially in a very tense situation. I would just literally call out at that point. So that's a day of work missed, and there's a lot of other stuff that would have to come through that because, again, that trauma sits with you. Um it's hard to just kind of walk away from something. It's, it's more than just like having a palate cleanser of watching something cute and fuzzy after a scary movie. This is something that literally, what literally grows into what we call generational trauma. And it's hard for us to explain generational trauma to every single person and I, oh, I have to teach another one. And I'm not, a, I'm not an educator. I'm not a teacher. I'm not here to teach you. And that's the biggest thing. Um, We're not saying that, oh, you're supposed to automatically know. But the Internet's there. Like, we've we've been having the same conversation since Eric Garner. We've been having the same conversation since Trayvon. We've been having the same conversation since Philando Castile, Sandra Bland, and oh, so many other names that have been hashtags at this point in memoriam to their lives because they're not here anymore we've been having the same conversation of oh we just gotta educate them i'm done educating people i think i gave up educating people or trying to explain our side in 2017 yeah in 2017 i was done with it like so i've stuck to it like i haven't i haven't explained anything to anybody if you want to know you will find it Because it's there. It's there. Amber did give an apology. Um, She gave a whole iOS press release. And she... um, Where is it? She poured her heart out on social media. Because we have to... We have to read all the stuff that she's 
she's felt about this. Um, I'm going to go through a couple of things that she said. Let me see. All right. So this is a statement from Amber. I'm so sorry. I saw a video clip, made an ignorant snap judgment, and I'm majorly messed up. It was my fault for not being more aware of how systematic racism in the United States has continued and gotten worse while I spent the last 10 years overseas. I 100% do not understand or do not stand for racism and discrimination. It angers me that he was singled out because of the color of his skin. It is completely unjust and I am so sorry for not seeing the whole situation and jumping to a conclusion. I'm sorry for hurting you guys. I've always stood for equality. I've always stood for love. I believe in Black Lives Matter. And I'm sorry for negatively affect if this has negatively affected so many people um, because of my ignorance and I will continue to educate myself in this matter. So, I will say that that was very well constructed. It was put together by a team. You, I honestly, I can tell it was put together by a team. Um... But I hope she honestly means what she says because we don't we don't want to think the worst of people, especially you know, especially people within our own peer group. Amber is, is a millennial, are are young. She's younger than me. I know that much, but um, she's still within my peer group, and I don't want to think the worst of people. But I do want to know that people can grow from incidents like this. Someone once said, I want to say it was Kid Fury, but yeah, I think it was Kid Fury. He said that everybody will have their day on the internet, no matter who you are, no matter what you do. Your day will come, and they will drag you, and they will cancel you. This was just Amber's day. It's not the end of the world. I'll I'll let her know that this is not the last that last thing that you will ever do. Um, being canceled on the internet is not the worst thing. <laughs> um, it's just you need to use that moment as a as a teachable event to let you know that hey, I need to expand my horizons more and I need to grow. I don't want people to be stuck in this one spot that they were canceled in. That's that's a bad way to think about things like, oh, she said this, she'll never be able to make up from it, or she'll never be able to earn my trust back. It's going to be hard. Like, you're always going to have that thing in the back of your mind or whatever about it, but I honestly think she can grow from this. I honestly believe that she's a good person. That's why I say I don't think she's inherently... Um, racist. I don't think she's sitting there like, oh yeah, black man. Oh, he. I know he did something wrong, but no, she's just ignorant. As she said, she didn't take in the fact of systematic racism and systematic racism and discrimination when rampant throughout America, and it's actually gotten worse. Um, it's very convenient to be like, oh, I believe in Black Lives Matter and things like that. But if you believe in Black Lives Matter, you would have saw the bigger picture from jump. But again, that I'm, that's again, I don't want to put that on her to where as in like I'm trying to trying to demean her. I said I do want to address the things she said, but I also want to say that I hope that she does learn from this. This isn't just a thing to bash. This is more so 
having an opinion or having a perspective, coherent voice, speak on the subject. Because here on Bobo's Block, I want to be able to bring things to you guys and actually talk about pertinent issues that affect black and brown people as a whole. Um, it's hard because, like I said, I wanted to put this in the news, but I felt like it needed its own time. Because even when it comes to issues like this, they do need time to breathe. Because even this old episode right here, this whole bonus episode, is going longer than the actual episode of Bobo's Block this week. Um, but it's needed. You can't just have a, a quick one and done kind of talk about these things. You have to kind of sit there and get your, sink your teeth into them. It gives, a, it gives us a good chance to kind of open the floor for discussion for talks to where things like this don't happen again. Like I said, I don't expect people to have a black person or have a person of the ethnicity that you're speaking about in the room every time you're talking because that's impossible to do. I want you to just be mindful and be aware of the things that are around you in the society that we live in because it's hard for a lot of us and much harder for some some of us in that in that lot. A lot of us are all immigrants or children of immigrants or we are children of slaves or we're we're children of people who've been oppressed their entire lives and for us to sit there and just kind of point fingers at each other is kind of pointless it's moot and we need to well at least try and discover a way to where we can connect and don't have to feel like talks like this are uncomfortable Things like this shouldn't be only every time someone messes up or every time that we have a problem within our our community, we have to kind of like, oh, no, let's go have sit down and have the talk again. Um, yeah, we should be able to openly and freely talk about things and race relations between each other because black and brown people got to sit together <laughs> um, and we're all we got. I do hope that like if Amber continues to I don't know stay on Twitter um, that she kind of I would say <laughs> I wouldn't say drown out the negative because um, I, I want you to listen to those people who are frustrated listen to those people who are upset because those are the ones who, who you really need to kind of understand because if you the shoe was on the other foot you want them to hear your voice as well you want them to understand your your fury but i want her to at least take a break i would say not even like take a break as in like um deactivate twitter but just like kind of step back get back into your music get back into what brings you happiness um the feeling and the anxiety of all of this will f- will f- fleet, but it will still probably come around from time to time. So hopefully you'll be able to figure out what you need to work on and where to grow next. So yeah, if you guys um, want to learn more 
or so about the situation or read up a little bit more just go to twitter it's still in the actual discovery like on the explore tab just type in amber lou amber liu um and all the tweets and everything will be there the articles the apologies all of that but i did want to at least chime in on it because everyone has their thoughts on it but again like i said i didn't i had to basically make sure before i came up here that i knew the person that that said these things because i barely knew amber amber lou until this incident and i actually think as i said she's a really good person but good people will fuck up and it happens so just be better for each other okay well, it has been me, your friendly neighbor, Nerd the Bobo, and I want to thank you guys for joining me on this bonus episode of Bobo's Block. Um, of course, again, you can find me anywhere on social media at Bobo FNN. That's B O B B O F N N. Um, you can follow me on YouTube at Your Friendly Neighborhood Nerd Bobo, and follow my or follow and subscribe to my Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash Bobo. Um, this podcast is streamed on all platforms um itunes stitcher spotify google play iHeartRadio. so please go ahead and find us and give us a five-star review to help the blocks audience grow the more that you guys review us the more people will be able to tune in and discover the wonderful talks that we and you have right now um and as i said with our patreon the patreon is many tiers about four tiers that you guys can subscribe to um they start from a dollar all the way up to 35 dollars and every tier goes right back into this podcast back into all of the projects and all of the um shows that i'll be producing and putting on for the year 2020 okay i want to thank you guys again for being here through all of this and i will catch you guys on the next episode okay peace